Hi everyone. This next episode is about pricing. This is a really good subject and I chose to speak to a Sydney stylist, Jessica Mamota, who took her business from hobby pricing to charging just under $3,000 Australian for styling appointments. I wanted to talk to her about how she did this, how she had the confidence to lift her pricing, how she structured that pricing model, and how she got over that fear that setting your prices high will somehow uh, detract from customer growth or client growth. Um, I know this is a really big uh, fear with a lot of stylists who either don't know where to price themselves or they fear that if they um, increase their pricing, it might limit their success. So I chatted with Jessica to understand her approach and she had some really great advice. I'll make sure I... uh, list out all of the tips and tricks that she mentioned in this episode and I'll pop them on Facebook and Instagram and I'll also include them in the detailed notes of this podcast. So enjoy. Hey Jess. Hello Sarah. Wonderful. Okay now I wanted to talk today about how to price your services by valuing yourself. Great. And the reason I wanted to talk to you about this particular conversation and share it with our audience is that I know that your personal styling prices are higher than average, but I also know that you're always booked up with personal styling clients across the country. Mm -hmm. And I know the common fear amongst many aspiring stylists is that by increasing their prices, they might reduce their client base. Um, but we know that by keeping their prices low, they're not only devaluing the industry, but they aren't actually covering their time because there seems to be so much work that goes on outside of the actual styling session itself. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd delve into that pricing question together. Fantastic, because it is a delicate subject for a lot of people. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start with what do you charge for your personal styling sessions mm-hmm. and what does that session involve? Great. So I have a a few options. So I have packages, but I also have one-on-one. So I'm based in Sydney. So basically my Sydney clients will pay a a flat fee if they want 150 per hour Mm -hmm. or a client and it's it's a minimum three hours. So wardrobe edit is generally, you know, it it can be three hours purely because um, not only do you edit the wardrobe, but then I play dress-ups with what is left over and we put outfits together and do things. So that tends to take a bit of time. Um, or people can go by packages. So I've got packages in place as well. Now, it's a two-step package or a three-step package. Generally, the ultimate is a three-step package, and most people tend to go with that. And in Sydney, it's um, it's almost 3000 2990 and that involves a wardrobe edit, a shopping trip, and then an integration. So there's the wardrobe edit. It's basically 10 hours one-on-one time with me. Mm-hmm. And that also includes, with a package, it also includes three months of mentoring after that. So it will be where you can jump, the client can jump on the phone, they can email me, that we can Skype, we can have a discussion about an outfit they're unsure about or something that they've seen that they love, things like that. And it also involves if there's pieces that we couldn't find in our shopping trip and there's extra pieces we require, involves obviously searching for those pieces and things like that. Um Or it's a two-step package, which means they can pick and choose. They can say, right, I would like a wardrobe edit and a shopping trip or I'd like a shopping trip and an integration. I don't need the wardrobe edit. So they can pick and choose their package. 
and um, or they go one-on-one and one-on-one is also a little intro into, right, I want to do a three-hour session just to see how it goes and then I can maybe go from there. So that's what um, that's what the standard is. Okay, all right. And what were you charging? I know I know we've spoken about you being um, mm-hmm. being able to change your prices because you started to value your services, and we'll delve into that a little bit a little bit um, later on. But um, what were your prices initially? One hundred and fifty per hour mm-hmm. were my prices, and I think when I first started from memory, they were eighty dollars. That was a while ago. Wow. Um, and that was when I was really not, you know, it was really a, a hobby, should I say. I was working full-time that. And even when I was working full-time, I was charging 150 per hour. So it was just gradually building up. Okay. So mm. do you remember the first time you told a client what your new, let's say, true pricing was? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That would have been quite a scary <laughs> occasion. <laughs> really scary (laughs) it's really scary because it took me a while to actually get my head around it and to meditate on it and to think about it um yes and I remember having that conversation over the phone and um her reaction was okay that's not so bad and I got off the phone and went really oh my god and about a month later she called me up and said yep let's go for it wow so that was a real confidence boost. And that's not to say everyone does that because I'm obviously not for everyone. That price range is not going to suit everyone. So you don't pick up every client that calls you and then you discuss that. Now, you don't have your pricing listed on your website, which I know no. I've said to you before, I've questioned what, what the motivation behind that was. The pricing question is one of the most popular questions that I receive. And mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to understand that, yeah, it is scary valuing yourself and actually acknowledging the work that goes into not just the session that you have when you are face-to-face with your client, but the pre-work and how you make sure you are covering your time in that pricing model. So perhaps mm-hmm. why don't we, um, why don't you take me back to how you, well, I guess, when you started to realise that all of the work you were doing outside the actual session was going unaccounted for? I actually can't pinpoint a time when that happened, but I just think what was happening is I was, was having I was having these long days with clients. I was doing a lot of extra time outside of that. Um, and I think as most stylists will say, they would just want to help their client. They want them to look fantastic. So you're prepared to bend over and do all of that. And I think I just got to the point where also a, a couple of clients actually said, you know, your prices are actually really good. You're worth more than that. You know, you're really fantastic, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, okay. So, you know, I was building my confidence in who I was as a stylist. Mm. I think that was it. Um, and because several people did say that and one of my clients was in finance and she said, you know, you should structure your prices like this differently, blah, 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 you could go higher. Blah. And I thought, well, you know what, I really listened to her with that. And so so you spoke to a finance specialist to to, to reconsider your pricing model? Well, I, she, yes, we spoke about how my prices should be higher and things, but then I also spoke to a um she was sort of like a marketing guru but worked in companies and she would structure their companies and and talk, and refinance their companies and things just in it was quite bizarre what she what she used to do but it was everything to do with the financial side of like certain sections of the company and when i was chatting to her about things too she 
said, I need to sit down with you because I think your pricing structure needs to change. So she also confirmed that. And we sat down and she worked out my pricing structure. And it was much higher than what I'm charging now. And I was really uncomfortable with that. And I said, really? I don't think, oh, I don't know, you know, my worth that, blah, blah, blah. And she really took it down to the to the dollar. And I could understand why she said I should be charging that. But I still couldn't. So what I did is I came to a medium. I sort of reduced it a bit and came to a level I was comfortable with Mm -hmm. and then went from there. But there's a lot of work that a personal stylist has to do outside of the actual, you know, the appointment with the client in front of you, isn't there? There's a lot of researching or sort of, I guess, mood board creation or consulting. Talk me through the the back-end work that goes on behind the scenes. Yes. Well, obviously when you meet the client, you start to get to know them, whether you meet them prior or whether you chat with them over the phone. Um, But you start to do a little bit of research even prior to meeting them, actually. So when they tell you a little bit about themselves, they may have a website, they may have LinkedIn or things like that. You do quite a bit of research on who, you know, Mm -hmm. getting to know what their profession is, um, their likes, dislikes. Generally, when you have that initial um, conversation, you do discuss that. So then you start putting together thoughts and mood boards and images and stuff. Then you meet them. Um, And, of course, the wardrobe edit is where, obviously, you get to know them a lot more. Mm -hmm. And then after that, between that and the shopping trip, you do a lot of research on what you feel is going to suit their body shapes and you do research online, you research in stores. So that's a lot of hours, sort of man hours that that is not essentially being charged. So really... um, the shopping experience when you're having that shop with them and that's mm. an hourly rate which which mm. presumably that hourly rate is covering the expertise you have the creative eye you have the your ability to curate a wardrobe that is going to work beautifully for them but all mm-hmm. this other work all of that research to make sure that that three hours uh delivers maximum value let's say mm. um mm. is unaccounted for financially that's exactly right. Mm. And I do know a lot of stylists don't factor that in because they want to please the, the, the client mm. or they think that they're not going to get work if they go higher. And so that really is devaluing their personal expertise. Um, and I've even read articles in whatever media, printed media, where they'll interview a stylist and they'll say, so what's the life of a stylist? And then they'll talk about how they, you know, work all these extra hours behind the scene and it's not all that glamorous and whatever, whatever, and then they'll say that they charge 150 And, of course, now I charge 250 and I just go, that's crazy. Mm. Up your prices. <laughs> yeah. And make sure um, all of that work is being is being covered. And That's right, yes. And do you think the – let's talk about the Australian market, I guess the mm. Australian client, Paul. What do you think – an Australian customer is willing to pay? I, You know, I really don't know that. I think you've asked me that before. It's really hard because, like I said, there are people that can't, that won't pay my prices, so therefore they won't come to me. And then there are people that I know have probably found it a struggle, but they still come to me and I'll work out a payment plan with them. Mm. And they'll say, I still want you. So therefore I'll go, you know, you know, basically I don't get people to pay up front unless it's interstate. But, you know, let's say it's Sydney, um, it, they'll pay a deposit and then they'll pay in three, three instalments. But some people, if they can't, they'll pay in five or six instalments. So I leave it up to them as to what they, they can do. I don't, never pressure people on coming to me. It's up to them. Mm. They can do their research online or it's through word of mouth or whatever. Um, so what are they prepared to pay? I'm not, I, I, don't, I think they want the value. I think they, they probably heard 
that I can or they've seen their friends or colleagues or someone transform they go I need that. Do you think that it would help if stylists were a little bit more transparent and clear on what the value is including the work that occurs behind the scenes because as I look at a lot of different stylists websites Mm. and that's that's you know that in the social media side is the first two touch points for a potential client um the majority of product pages or services pages will just say you know uh, a sort of a, a duration whether it's a three-hour shopping or you know half day shopping experience or wardrobe edit they'll explain briefly what occurs but perhaps it's going to be it's going to make the stylist feel more comfortable standing by a higher price point if they outline exactly what that entails does that entail you doing a pre sort of you know recce where you're at the shopping centers before going through having a look at the stores online do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yes and that's a very good point um and maybe like I don't do that on my website but maybe we do need to do that I do know that when I send the pricing points to um to people that are interested, I email them. I have a conversation over the phone with exactly what it's outlined and then I send the PDF and in that PDF it outlines that with this price you do get me um, doing my research prior and after and three months of that. It includes travel time. It includes basically all of, you know. Excellent. So they, the people before they sign on the dotted line, so to speak, they know all of that. But that comes in terms of the customer journey, that's sort of almost in the consideration phase where they've already come to you. That's right. And inquired. Yes, but it's not online. So back to your point. Um, Yes, maybe we could be more specific so people do get an understanding that there's more it's not just a shopping trip with a friend. It's not. And it's not just putting clothes on because I think I've said this too before. I'm, I mean, I'm very, um, it's very much about the psychology of style as well. So it's all about getting to know that person, getting to know the, you know, really the ins and outs. You're very upfront and personal and private with someone. You're in their bedroom most of the time, really. So, you know, it, it's very personal and you get to know so much about them. And that's how you get to know what their likes and dislikes are, even if they're not telling you. So they might be saying one thing, but you'll pick up on things if you're if you're very intuitive and switched on. Mm. So there's a psychology behind all of that. Absolutely. And that may even lead to uh, perhaps a split out of personal styling services, one which is a cheaper price by the hour for just personal shopping. That's almost like mm. a chaperone in a shopping centre that is going to help you pick out certain pieces. But then if you want styling, styling mm. involves the psychology, the rapport, the research, mm. the curation, and then the support post-appointment, which becomes a much more in-depth service. And that's what I feel I do and that's why mm. my prices have increased. And I think those who charge 100 an hour, 150, maybe they're only offering that. I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. So I'm not going to you know, say that, and they could be offering exactly what I am, but just not charging the prices. Mm. But, it's, um, but, but you, you mentioned sort of valuing yourself and feeling yes. confident in yourself, and yeah. and it's easy to say. But was there a moment where you just went, right, today is the day. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to do it. I think so. I think so. Like I said, I think it was um, this phone, this phone call that I had with a customer, um, and I basically what I did was um, with the client. She emailed me, and I said, "Okay, let's make this time." And I made that date like two or three days in advance because I had to psych myself up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, I'm not immune to this. It was a fear. So for days, I just went, 
I can do this. I know I can. And, you know, then speaking to people that believe in it too, they go, Jess, come on, you can do this easily. It's like, okay. So when I did it, I walked away and I went, oh, that was so scary, but it worked. Um, Yes. So it it took a while. And like I said, the initial price that, um, that, the consultant did say was much higher and I didn't feel comfortable with that, so I needed to feel comfortable with um Well, it's interesting. I've heard, um, so, uh, many times I've heard um, people say that you need to price yourself so you do feel uncomfortable um, because I guess that's going to counteract the our natural um, desire to underplay or underprice based on our confidence. Um, yes, very true. And... Uh, Correct me. Um, I'll correct what I just said before is that I was uncomfortable going up that much, <laughs> but it was much less than the initial price. And I just thought, that was almost like a no, I can't go there. Mm. Whereas then I came back a bit and I went, oh, God, I'm still rattled. And like I said, that's why I was still scared offering that price. Um, so it was still very much uncomfortable, but nowhere near as, as the initial. So, yes, you're absolutely right there. I think um, you have to be uncomfortable because you're rattling yourself and, mm. you know. Mm. Now it's just, well, this is my prices. These are my prices. And you stand by them. Do you offer do. a price, um, do you offer a, a lead magnet or some sort of um, lower priced incentive to get a new client into your sales funnel at all or do you just present, these are the packages, let's go straight into that investment? I know you mentioned you do the one-on-one, um, but that would still require them to spend, what, 250 around? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, I do on my website too, I have online consultations. So I introduce that for people as an introductory. So there's three styles, there's three packages on that too. So it can be just like a one hour chat um, or there can be uh, the second The second online consultation is like three outfits um, for a certain price or four little mini um, sessions a year. And that is much, mm. much lower because Excellent. it's online. Um, so that's, that really is an introductory. And if they, even if they like after that one hour chat, um, you know, they, they can then say, right, yes, I'd like to, you know, go ahead with this. Um, so that's, that's generally there for people that also just can't, that really can't afford those bigger packages, but want something and want my, ex, my expert advice. And, and perhaps it's just useful because it's a service that people don't realize the value of until they've experienced it for themselves. And so with a service like that, sometimes you do need to give them those bite-sized digestible uh, options and then move them through the funnel up up to the sort of core offering, which is those packages you mentioned. That's exactly right. In summary, valuing yourself, having advice Mm. from a financial expert or perhaps someone that has a little bit more Mm. experience in business modelling, being transparent with the outputs, what you deliver for the client behind the scenes and then on the day and then post-session all mm-hmm. seem to be really important um, points to consider when setting your pricing. Yes, very much so, very much so. I think you've really got to be comfortable with what you're doing and also how much work you know you put um in the back end of, you know, of one-on-one with clients because it doesn't end there. I also find that with my clients, um, even after the style sessions are finished, they'll still, 
email or text going, Jess, I've seen this. What do you think? Or they'll, they'll email a list of things and go, what do you think of this, this and this? And even myself, I know I do this. I'll be in a shop and then I'll see something that I think is going to suit a client and I'll take a photo and go, this will look amazing on you, blah, blah, blah. So I also continue to do that. Mm. Um, so oh, well, I for- text you before saying I need high-waisted, straight-leg crop <laughs> jeans. Where am I finding them? And you sent me about five different screenshots. Yeah. So already that's half an hour of your time. Um, Did you buy them, by the way? Yes, I'm wearing them now and I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Too tight. (laughs) And so that's what I do. I can't help it. And I guess that's this whole thing. I want them to be happy. So the thing is I am putting in that extra, but there's always that thing that I say, you've got to really believe in yourself and believe in the prices and you must be paid for what you do. Don't Just because I love it and I'm creative, I I cannot look at it as a hobby this is my life, this is my livelihood, and it's really important that people pay for for your expert advice no Mm. matter what it is that you're doing. And I think that's the attitude I have with it is that you're coming to me, therefore I'm giving you my advice. If we're paid like, um, you know, like like you would pay a $3,000 pair of shoes, instead you'll pay $3,000 on a whole service to transform yourself and really change your confidence levels. Absolutely. Kelly Lundberg, who um, we interviewed, um, mentioned exactly the same thing. If you are going Mm. to um, build a styling business as a hobby, it will remain a hobby. You need to view it as a business and run it like a business and that means considering your business model, your pricing structure, your sales funnel and being able to stand by what you deliver. 100%. And that's, that's why I also took myself out of those what I felt for me were hobby prices into a different level and it really changed and then I became more comfortable um, and the people that will pay it are the, are the people you want to attract basically. Well, that's all from us today. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got any topics that you would like us to cover in future episodes uh, or any guests that you'd love to hear from, or if you have any further questions for the guests themselves, you can send them all through to us on Facebook or Instagram via The Styling Advisory, or you can email us at info at stylingadvisory.com.au. And to learn more about our marketing and business planning programs that we run to help you turn your styling dream into an empire, head to our website, www.stylingadvisory.com.au.